Hello, this is Coach Eric Johnson, the brand. And this is Coach Aaron Thigpen, the source. Welcome to our podcast today, everyone. And glad you could make it. Aaron, what's happening today, man? Summer is on the horizon. I know it's early spring because right. um, I've been doing enough yard work to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I, I think we want to have our athletes start to eye their preparation for the summer. Um, mm -hmm. Generally, what I see happening is kids are in their high school season, and of course, they're kind of caught up in that and that momentum, and they fail to get ready for the summer. And so what happens is they go through the high school season, and you know some of them you know, make the playoffs, it gets, it gets extended, and then right. boom, immediately have to go right into summer without any kind of you know preparation recovery or you know that sort of thing so you know i think if we have this conversation now and put it on people's minds they can plan for it and start to do things you know bit by bit to get them ready get themselves ready for the summer right. um, there's a there's a term i like to use called the the cumulative effect of training so what i mean by that is you know, you get the benefits of training over the passage of time. And so it's kind of like filling a glass with drops, you know, every day. Right. At some point, you're going to get full. You're going to get that glass full. So that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking. And, and another analogy we all, I always talk about is, you know, your off season is where you kind of um, put money in the bank. And then you spend it during the season. Right. Well, this is just another way to kind of start to add more funds so that you're ready and have more funds available for the summer. If that analogy makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, <laughs> because you are depleting them right now, you know, through yeah. the process of, of just competing, your, your training levels and volumes aren't that high. You're kind of, if you're doing it right, you're at least trying to do some maintenance work. But if you're not, you're really depleting your body's resources and you're going to need those resources for when the summer comes. So, you know, that's kind of the, the long answer for our, which might be a short topic. Today. Right. Um, but I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I see a lot of athletes that I come in contact with. And I've been going to games, uh, Aaron, watching our high school players play a little bit to get a kind of feel where they're at and what they're doing. And um, you're right, they're depleting their assets a little bit because they're at the field five or six days a week. And it seems like with homework, family stuff, everything, the training kind of gets put off to the side, Aaron, mm -hmm. a bit. And I really want our players to, you know, be organized during this time. So I, I think I, I, I really agree with you. The maintenance is really key for me to get ready for, excuse me, for the summer and, and getting ready to do something that can sustain, as you say, the cumulative effect, uh, not, you know, depleting your assets. At least they have something in the bank to where they can get, you know, get better a little bit and maintain what they've been training for. So I agree with you 100%. And I guess my question to you, Aaron, is this, is that as these kids get into the, and these athletes, high school athletes and 
get into their summer season, you know, people don't know what maintenance is. They don't know how many days to do it. They get confused about how much to do. They go in the gym once or twice and do it really hard and say, okay, I'm good. But I think the really key to maintenance, uh, Aaron, is just being consistent with your training for the next eight weeks before you start really June 1st is really when these high school guys will transition into their summer summer team. So they got basically seven and a half weeks, Aaron, to, to put together a really solid maintenance program and be consistent. And then I want to I, I want to go into the summer a little bit. You know, I want to give them a little tease. because I want to save something for us later, <laughs> you know, about what should you be doing in the summer? But, you know, what do you think about that maintenance? What does that look like for a elite athlete that's trying to play, you know, at the next level? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about maintenance programs. Um, I was trying to pull up some of our previous podcasts. Right. Guys, go through our library. Um, I think there's at least one or two. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, sometimes all of these subjects are interconnected and we touch on some of these topics mm-hmm. uh, kind of sometimes multiple times in different podcasts. So check right. them out. But, you know, my rule of thumb is an athlete should be doing a maintenance routine, a minimum of two, a maximum of three times mm. a week. Now, sure. again, that doesn't mean you're going in, you're spending an hour, two hours in the in the gym. You know, maintenance program can be a 30 minute program, it could be a 20 minute program. Sometimes I say, hey, take, you know, two of your favorite upper body lifts and two of your favorite lower body lifts and do those. You know, or if you're, you know, a pitcher and you've got some, spe- you know, some specialty exercises, or maybe um, pick a couple of those. For pitchers, I always say keep working on the decelerators throughout the season uh, because that's where you tend to lose a lot of strength fast and then run the risk of injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of my general rule of thumb. You've got to obviously pick something that can fit in your schedule. Um, and but build your schedule so that you have that time set aside so that you have that 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes right after baseball practice where you can do those things or if there's a lull between getting out of school and going to baseball practice well don't stand around shooting the shit after height after school is out waiting for practice to start maybe that's a good time to go on in and get some of your exercises done, whether it's dumbbells, whether it's banding, whether it's, you know, some running, some sprints, whatever it may be, but maybe use that time, uh, those windows to get some of this work done. Because again, I think people fall into the all or nothing type of mentality where it's like, well, I can't do my full workout. So, you know, they get frustrated and they don't do anything. Right, right. And if you've done the work, you don't necessarily have to do your full workout right now. You know, you can do yeah. a quarter of it. You can do half of it and still get some benefit. Because again, what we're doing is we're looking at the horizon and we're looking at, hey, summer is coming up. And if you're a high school athlete, especially a junior or senior, that's probably the most critical time for your your recruitment. So that's when you want to be ready. You don't want your tank on E in June. Right. Because that's when you're going out and, you know, you're having probably probably playing a little bit higher caliber ball. 
uh, you're getting in front of more scouts and recruiters. Mm -hmm. So that's not when you want to be, you know, driving on fumes. Aaron, you know, you jogged my memory a little bit on uh, on this, and I see a lot of athletes like, you know, like pitchers, they go out, they're getting ready for or maintaining what they have, so they get ready for summer, and then they just like, and I don't know if they're recovering in high school enough, or they're doing exercises that help their recovery, or they just go into practice and lend their body naturally heal and that's it, which I don't agree with. I think there needs to be some sort of aftercare program after you throw if you're a pitcher. I think I think uh, position players don't run enough. Like they play two games a week, right? Yeah. And so maybe they hit one ground ball and they run full speed. And what if they, <laughs> yeah. struck, what if they struck out twice? Or exactly. they hit a pot fly and they went hard for a little bit and then they kind of cruised it, you know. I mean, so it's like, you know, running's part of the game. Don't you have to maintain some sort of like running program that it's not crazy, but can't you do like, okay, on two days a week, I'm gonna sprint six sprints and I'm gonna go yeah. hard for 30, 30, 30, uh, 30 yards or 40 yards or whatever to maintain, you know, what I have because I don't see that. Then hitters, they take, you know, and it's funny because I was thinking about all this stuff because I talk to all my players all the time. I see our hitters like, okay, I hit on the field. Yeah, and then I took a little BP or something like that. But they're playing two games a week and maybe that third day was a scrimmage. So they get two days to, to hit. And the two days they hit, it was like, oh, I got 12 swings here or I got, you know, 40 here. It's not like, well, listen, how about on this day, you take 25 T, 25 soft, soft toss, and then... 25 flips, you know, to maintain your swing. There's no maintenance of that or infield or outfield or taking balls. So it's kind of like, hey guys, you know, even though it's a high school season, you still got to maintain what you're doing in high school, but you got to prepare yourself for summer because a lot of things I see the guys want, you know, they play their games, sit around the hotel and okay, we just go play a game. And so to me, all that training they've done in the um, off season, Aaron, it's depleted because they're not maintaining anything. And, and I think when we use the term training, um, there's gotta be, I guess, a little bit more description for it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I think people equate training with getting in shape. Oh, yes. You know? And right. so they feel, well, I'm in shape to play the baseball season, so I don't need to do anything else. Right. And and training is, is actually more than that because, you know, you're trying to acquire and develop skill. And all of that is based on muscular coordination, balance, neurological firing and all of that sort of all of those aspects that you can't see, but are really key to how you're going to perform. They dull over time. Yeah. And, and, and so you have to train to keep the keep all of those things sharpened. And you know, if you're talking about high performance, you want it at a razor's edge. So even, you know, in track and field, we, you know, we talk about, you know, one percent or three percent of of you know a degradation in performance can be catastrophic because that's the difference between winning and losing. So yeah. And and you're not gonna necessarily always feel that one to three percent degradation 
Yeah. Uh, you're not going to feel that, hey, your back swing went from 75 miles an hour to 70. Um, and, and so what do you do to keep that, you know, that, that skill and that edge, you know, sharp? And that's what we're really talking about because you don't want to start out at 75 and you're down to, I don't know, 68 in June. Right. And now you have no time to get ready for better pitching, better competition, you know, and no. you're going in there with, you know, a 5% or a 10% decrease in your performance because you didn't maintain it. Yeah. And, and that's, those, those are the subtleties, you know, that's where, you know, now all of a sudden a guy who's throwing 85 is getting by you. Or now you're one step away from getting thrown out. All yes. Uh, now you're, you're missing that ground ball by a foot and a half. Aaron, do you think athletes think that if they train as we're talking about, that they're going to get tired? Like, I'm going to get tired before the game or I'm going to get tired and I'm not going to be able to perform. And I, and I kind of, you know, I, I think athletes think that way. And I think the mindset is that maybe some parents may think that way out there that, hey, listen, he's going, he's going hard, doing all this stuff. And, and I'm like going, no, I'm like saying, no, you got to maintain this. What, what's your opinion about that, man? Because that's been, that's, I've been like, hey, no, he's, you're not tiring out the athlete. Can you talk about this a little bit? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I get this all the time. Well, he's got, you know, practice and he's got, get, you know what? To take a line from one of my favorite movies uh, growing up, Lighten Up, Francis. <laughs> if any of you guys know the movie Stripes. <laughs> Lighten Up, Francis. Uh, baseball is not strenuous from a physical standpoint. Maybe if you're a pitcher, but if you're a position player, you're not running all the time. Like I said, even if you're a good position player, you're going one for three, right? So you get right. to run, you know what I'm saying? Come on. You if you've done the off-season conditioning, you've got, you know, you've got a base to work from. Obviously, you have what we're talking about is maintaining that base and sharpening. And how much of baseball is standing around? And a lot. Exactly. And and so your body can get stiff, it can get tight. You know, there's all sorts of things that aren't conducive to you being optimal. You almost have to be able to, you know, the body has to turn on and turn off with these lulls that over time can dull an athlete's performance. So it's not it's not a um, a conditioning or an endurance sport where <laughs> yeah you have to really worry about that aspect. Oh, yeah. too much. No, if you've got the proper recovery uh, aspects in your in your schedule, you know, you're, you're resting when you're supposed to, you're doing all the recovery modalities, icing, stretching, heat, you know, whatever, hot tub, your body can, I think, can pretty much breeze through uh, a season. Obviously, you know, if you're, you're a catcher and you've got collisions and, and some of the positions are a lot more strenuous on the, the right. body, like say pitchers and catchers, mm -hmm. position players on a day-to-day -day basis, you, I think you should be able to have enough in the tank where you can still put in 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I think what happens is 
the fatigue factor is a mental thing. And right. And even though athletes are doing the recovery, the physical aspects of recovery, I think what they're not doing is they're not doing the mental uh, recovery, decompression, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So that's why they always feel overwhelmed. Well, I've got practice. Well, I've got, I've got the uh, you know, uh, homework. I've got this. I got that. That more of that is mental pressure than it is physical. Mm. So you've got to you've got to figure out how do I relieve some of that mental pressure, not necessarily the physical. Now the body follows the mental, so you might feel fatigued because if you're mentally fatigued, your body's going to feel fatigued. But yeah. What are you doing to decompress? What are you doing to take yourself out of that cycle and not do things? You not do everything just because you don't go to practice, but instead you go maybe do something else that's high stimulus. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's not recovery. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, you know, that's not recovery at all. My when I was an athlete, and even when um, I talked to my athletes. It, we, me and my buddies, we used to go to a movie because the environment was dark. It was quiet. I mean, yeah, the, it might be an action movie or something like that, but you you got a chance to kind of take some of that sensory load off of you. And I guess maybe that's what I'm talking about. You know, okay. taking some of that sensory load where your mind isn't always going, but can actually shut down, cool down and whatever that might be. For me, I always carried a book with me when mm -hmm. I travel and that was a great way to you know I'm a big reader so that was a great way for me to decompress and take my mind into you know into the fantasy place. world of whatever I was reading right. right and away from all the other things so that's kind of how I decompress and mm -hmm. so maybe you're it might be reading maybe it might be music maybe mm -hmm. it might be just you know taking naps I'm big on taking naps yes um, so I think it has more to do with this, the sensory overload than anything else, but obviously it manifests itself in physical feelings. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of where, you know, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, I like what you said, Aaron, about going to the movies and getting your mind off of, you know, being so on. As they say, I think one thing I notice, Aaron, is that athletes don't really journal or have a schedule when they're in season during high school. And then when they go on the summer, they it's just like, we're just going to uh, be here. Yeah. And that's it. It's not like, I mean, you can outline your day. And I, I tell all the athletes out there today, you know, why don't you just plan your day? Uh, yeah. you know write stuff out you have all you guys have phones you know write it out what you're gonna do at least you're organized and you you can kind of monitor how you felt on certain days too like you know maybe on monday and tuesday i felt great on wednesday it was terrible what did i do or thursday wasn't good friday was good i mean i think that goes a long way aaron too with that that they should keep track or a journal or a calendar or calendar their events to be organized you know with rest time and recovery and workouts and stuff i think athletes sometimes these days fly by the sea of their pants 
Oh, I completely um, agree. And I think, you know, being organized with your time gives you the ability to be efficient and get the most out of your body. And you know what? I think it breeds confidence too. Well, yeah, it, it eliminates stress. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was something that went through my mind. And then I just talking too much. <laughs> I'm glad you picked that up because that's exactly what I what I was thinking was that, you know, an, an, an unorganized life just in, introduces more stress. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and again, I think we're talking more about the mental stress and the mental fatigue that the culmination or the or all of these things put together. Right play on an athlete i don't think it's necessarily physical so right. you know you know get crimey river about the whole <laughs> yeah okay yeah i don't think i don't buy that either i think there's so much time to recover and rest i you know i like to see our athletes stretch more um when on the road they have a tendency to get tight and you know and i i, I say this a lot too i think stretching you know is good for a couple things you know and it doesn't have to be this long program or whatever but you know 10 minutes of stretching to kind of let let your mind be free yeah you know and just making sure that your your body is limber i mean i'm not the most flexible guy i don't like stretching but i'll tell you when i take my five or ten minutes of stretch on a regular basis or rolling out and stuff man my body feels better like in general for the week if i just do that consistently i feel good you know and it gives me the ability to say like hey man those aches and pains aren't you know they're not there this week or they're not there anymore and i think athletes you know kind of like ah well whatever you know uh you know the serious the serious ones do it and they and i see their energy levels just soar man you know yeah, I agree. I mean, it's always great to take time to center yourself, whether, you know, for me, a lot of times it was getting in the water. Water does it for me. You know, mm. it's a hot tub, whether it's swimming, whether it's just floating around in the pool for 20 minutes and, and not doing anything. It maybe gives gives me it just some of that sensory deprivation. And actually, one of mm. our athletes, uh, Robert Stevenson, okay. does that. He goes into the sensory deprivation tank um as part of his recovery and he loves it i've got to try that sometime he but, does I, I, that's he good. actually does that oh um, and that really helps him because i you know i think he's like me he's pretty high strung <laughs> you know from that competitive <laughs> standpoint and, oh, and yeah. sometimes you it's not just as simple as say okay i'm not going to do anything because your mind it's it's not as easy to shut your mind off as it is to shut your body. It's easy to stop doing things with your body. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for for some of us, our mind st- still keeps going, you know. And I'm a victim of my mind running at, you know, 4 a.m. in the morning. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah, right with and, you on that one. And I don't know if that's, you know, a common trait, but just from my experience, that's, mm-hmm. you know, something that I've got to do. And maybe one of the things I've tried to learn to do is if I have that 4 a.m. rev of my mind instead of working, because I used to be like, oh yeah, this is a perfect time. I'm getting real productive and I'd be at work. Now it's kind of like, you know what? Let me just make this quiet time. Ain't nothing happening at 4 a.m. in the morning. Instead of getting up and saying, okay, well now I'm going to work on this program or now I'm going to go do this or now I'm going to do some bookkeeping. Right. Actually, now it's like, you know what? 
let me i already have the urge to get up my mind is going let me go in another room sit in the dark and just chill until my mind revs back down yeah i like that aaron i like you that know? a lot man that's a that's a good tip man so, good tip i like that well aaron um hey that's what i have to say about the subject you got anything else man no um you know summer's coming up like you said i think you said seven weeks uh, yeah seven weeks time uh but it will go by fast and you've got to be nimble you know with the way the weather's been here in, in california you can't predict that you're gonna have you know the time that you're gonna have available to you right so, uh trusting in the trust in the accumulative effect of training get something done each day be consistent and uh you'll have some money to spend this summer <laughs> all right man I like what you said there all right people out there thanks for listening to our podcast today this is coach eric johnson the brand and this is coach aaron thigpen the source we'll see you <laughs>